Sounds on Vinyl, the show where a couple of guys drink from the horns and celebrate listening to the best music on vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show, the only show in the freaking world that has a bunch of Vikings sitting around drinking out of the horns, drinking whiskey, and talking about vinyl records. You've got it right here. My name is Phil Boyer, and with me every single week is my brother from another mother, Mr. Viking extraordinaire, Professor Rockstar, Mike Svensson. Mike, how the hell is it going? Oh, I miss those intros, man. <laughs> oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> for for me, we gotta stop right there because I I don't know how, how to top that. But but it's but it's it's good. <laughs> well, we'll, to we'll be myself. topping that at the at the end of the show. We got something really oh, fucking yeah. cool for you guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, until then. We're going to dive yeah. right into this thing, and we're going to be talking about a record that I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about before. In in all the yes. years we've been doing this, in all the episodes that we've been doing this, we have not talked mm -hmm. about this record. But before we get to that, mm -hmm. you got a few records so uh, oh, yeah. you know, that you got this week. So what, what what's, oh, new? Yeah. what's new in Mike's collection? Oh, uh, I, got some, I got some good stuff here. Uh, I got this one. Uh, Peter Chris, another copy of yeah, Peter Chris. It's um, it's his first solo album. I I should know this, but it's it's like you have your favorite, and my favorite is is Gene. So uh, and I think that Peter is a whiny little bitch, but <laughs> you you can't you can't say that on 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 a show in front of people so i oh wait i just did so <laughs> i haven't been following him that much but he he released two albums right before right or right after he uh, split with kiss and this is let me rock you and he put out another one called out of control and i can't for the life of me remember which came first but um it's 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 interesting because it's produced by Vinny Poncia, who did the uh, Dynasty, and okay. if I rem remember correctly, he he didn't want to work with anybody else because he was a big famous rock star. So, and he didn't need Kiss anymore. He uh, he's Peter Chris. He had a hit song with Beth, and so I'm good on my own. Fuck kiss! I'm going solo, and look what that. That didn't really. No, nah, it didn't out. turn out. No, it, it didn't really but work it, out the way he had planned. No, but it's it's when when you when you're like me, you you um you collect stuff and you find this for a um fairly decent price. It's up to like thirty forty dollars. And I found this for like ten dollars, mm. which is uh, sort of like right over a hundred Swedish crowns. So I I couldn't pass that up, even though I think he's a well, you know, I've said it. So a whiny enough. little bitch. It's a whiny little bitch. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, who's, who's more of a whiny little bitch, Peter Chris or Dave Mustaine? 
Åh, oh, hmm. uh, uh, I think Dave is. Dave. Because he okay. had a career. He has a career. Peter yeah. didn't have a career. He he mm-hmm. he was in the band from like 1973 till 1979. I think the Dynasty he did like two drum tracks on that one, two songs, two or three songs. And then uh, his makeup and his persona was a part of the packaging deal but he was out of the band uh late 79 early 80s something like that and uh, but he was he was not out of the company so he went to meetings until the mid 80s Uh, so he was he was uh, uh, a member of of the company which is kiss uh, and he went to some meeting and, and so forth, even though he, he wasn't in the band anymore. Mm. But he he didn't have a career after he quit <laughs> Kiss. Uh, on the other hand, Dave Mustaine had a really good career and still does have a really good career, but yeah. still whines like a whining little bitch about <laughs> not being in Metallica, which is, I think it's, uh, a damn shame because mm-hmm. uh, as you know I'm not a big fan of Megadeth uh, but talking about a metal band Megadeth is a part of the big four so so uh, why do you need to uh, bring that up every single time right. you talk about stuff how so nasty to me I don't I don't get it. I mean, the guy sold records for crying out loud. Yeah. He was in, he's still in a in a in a big band and still plays shows and releasing albums and and so forth, which is well, good for mm-hmm. him. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right, before before we move away from Peter Chris, a quick question yes. for you. Mm-hmm. So, are you buying that as part of your Kiss collection or are you buying that because you like it and you want it in your collection? Both. Both. Uh, okay. I, I, I had this on cassette tape uh, when I was growing up because cassette tapes were really big. Uh, as we talked about before, mm-hmm. when, when you're riding your bike mm-hmm. with your boom box and, or meeting up with your friends. So I had it on cassette tape and I, I remember vividly uh, in the, early 80s i had it on vinyl but i think i traded it for uh uh because i it's not it's not metal music or hard rock it's it's like a combination of soul or jazz and and entertainment and and it's all over the place so i'm i'm guessing i'm 15 16 years old listening to this and saying what the fuck What's this? <laughs> that's that's crap. I I need to trade what this. Is for, this crap? That, yeah, because that that's what I did when when I was a kid. I traded stuff off. So mm-hmm. oh you you got a better copy of this one, and and I got this, and you should get this because this is great, and I need that because live. I don't know something like that. But mm-hmm. since I I it's it's like when 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 I find 
uh, we're getting to that in the later episode. I found some some uh, Beatles albums, and I'm not a huge Beatles fan. I like the songs. I, it's like ABBA. I can sing along to them. So mm-hmm. when I found stuff like that for for a, a decent price, I have to buy it. I have to rescue it from from that bin. <laughs> and, Give it a and good it's, hold. It's, yeah, and it's the same with ABBA. I mean, ABBA for um, of course, not now since they're back, but a year ago, two years ago, you can buy and perhaps you can still buy all of their albums in the dollar bin. So I have to every time I find a decent copy of ABBA, I have to pick it up because it's it's worth a better destiny and to be in there in that bin. So (laughs) and and you stand in there and and you you watch it's the the ABBA stuff is almost like first press Swedish polar from the polar studio and they had a record label too. So it's 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 on on that label. And how can you miss out on that? It's it's part of your DNA. There you go. It is. That's right. So, all right. So, what else and you got? the next, oh, the next one. See if you can know what this is. This is Samson. Samson. There we go. Yeah. Have you ever heard of them? I've definitely heard of Samson. Yeah. Definitely. So this, so this is cool because it, it really. As, oh shit! It's a gatefold. I have to do like this. <laughs> Can you see? Yeah. Who that yeah. is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's that? Who's that? That little brucey boy. Right there. That's Bob. Right, Hope. Bob Hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bob Hope. <laughs> Not many people know that Bob Hope was no, the Bob. original lead singer of <laughs> Samson. <laughs> yeah. You see. Mm-hmm. So so this is uh, <laughs> and he's on the back too. Of course, we're talking about Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Yes. Uh, this is a great shot of him too. So mm-hmm. this is uh, it was released in early '90s, and this is a reprint from uh, it's that famous label called Back on Black, which is from 2017. And yeah. I found this for like five bucks, and I, c- I couldn't pass on that. No, man. So uh, that was pretty cool. Or maybe it was ten bucks. I can't remember. I'm buying so much. Either way, so either way. So this is live at Reading. Dickinson, man, you can't go wrong. Yeah, no. So this is apparently the last show that he ever did with Samson before joining Iron Maiden. So it's 1981, and Number of the Beast was released 1982. So this is supposed to be the last show that he ever did with Samson. And what a way to go out, yeah, if you will. Yeah. And, you, and you can hear that he was destined to do more great things than Samson. I'm sorry to say, because Samson, not so much. But Bruce Dickinson, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson carried that band, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and um, and my friend Henrik, he hooked me up with this one. Uh, he owns a record store, as you know. Uh, and this is actually uh, uh, a U.S. pressing of Asylum. 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 Kiss. Wow. Asylum. Yeah, from Look at 1985. 85. 85. 85. So this is pretty cool. Uh, I I didn't 
own a copy of this before turning it the right way. So this is your first copy of this record? No, no, no. It's the first uh, U.S. pressing. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can okay. you can see the Kiss logo here. Yes, you can. And and the, uh, I think I got a German pressing and a, I got a Dutch pressing. We doesn't have the the logo on on my other records. So I had to buy this. I got it really cheap because he feels pity. Have you so, ever passed up a Kiss record? I mean, no, no. Okay, <laughs> never. <laughs> What kind of a question is that? Uh, <laughs> no, what kind of question no, is that? Of, of course, I. If it's in really bad shape, of course, uh, I would never buy it. I, it has to be in a decent condition. Uh, I, I'm not gonna buy an album that's got tears and 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 extensive hairlines and 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 grease all over it. So. And covers ripped apart or something like that, then I would pass on them. But if it's a decent copy and it's it's for the right price, I mean nowadays people think that if you buy Beatles albums or Rolling Stones or Kiss, you you can charge, um, I mean, abusive amount of money, <laughs> abusive amount of money. I mean, for a regular Kiss album like a Destroyer or Swedish pressing, you shouldn't like pay more than like ten or fifteen bucks. And you see them for like thirty, forty, forty-five, fifty dollars. And it's not even a regular pressing. It's not a U.S. pressing. It's a Swedish or a, a Dutch or whatever. And people are losing their fucking minds. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but still, it's crazy. So that's my latest finds. Oh, that's what you got. And, All right. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So well, what are we talking about today? Oh, I'm well, so excited. I, I think it's time to go Ooh. to 1983. Oh, man. Go to the Bay Area, Northern California, United States. Oh, yeah. And there's a little band that, I don't know, not many people have heard of them these days. You know, they're not oh. really all that popular. Oh, that's um, too bad. But it's a little band called Metallica. Oh! And they did this record way back in 1983 called Kill Em All. Mm. You see? Kill Em All. There you go. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. There you go. Just a beautiful thing right there. Mm. This is this is a record that we we've we've covered Metallica. You guys know we've we've done Metallica so many times. The the infamous black album show that we've done. That's one of our most popular episodes we've ever done for this show. It, it's kind of crazy. But Kill 'Em All was my introduction to Metallica. And so that's why I'm I'm so shocked that we didn't even start with this one. Like this yeah. that we've never talked about Kill 'em mm. All before. Mm. So what's wrong with you? Doing doing the black album before we do Kill 'em All? I know. What the hell, man? What the hell? What I mean, the there's hell? a lot of things wrong with me, but in that particular case, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what. <laughs> oh man. Oh you know, geez. But no, it's 
this is just a phenomenal record. I listen to this thing. It is. Like at least multiple times a week. Oh, yeah. It, it summons up things really well when I said, bang that head that doesn't bang. I mean, that's right. And look at those kids right there. Look mm-hmm. at those kids. It couldn't give Bunch of me any better. I mean, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, and uh, just uh, a, a quick one. Um, they were supposed to, to name this album uh, something completely different. Have you heard this story? No, I have not. No. So the the name of this album I, I i bet you seen it on t-shirts it was supposed to be called metal up your ass oh and that's right have you yeah, seen yeah, that yeah, yeah. with the toilet bowl yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, okay. and uh, right. the knife sticking up <laughs> and the record <laughs> yeah. company said no no chance in hell we're putting out an album that's called metal up your ass with a uh, uh, it's oh no Ew. Parental advisory. Fuck it. There's a knife, and it's called, and it says ass. So they got real mad at the record label and said, "Kill them all." Yeah, there we so, go. So, <laughs> and if the story is true, I don't know. I've, I'm, I mean, I've heard James and, and and Lars talking about this, but if it's completely true, I don't know. But who cares? It's it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, it's it's uh, amazing! It's an amazing one, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what can we say? Uh, oh, we we need some facts. I'm getting so, so excited here. It was released on July 25, 1983, mm-hmm. and through an independent label, Megaforce Records, of course. And right after this, they began playing shows at local clubs in in the LA area so and recorded several demos before this was released and of course they needed this guy over here where there you see can you see it? <laughs> who is mm-hmm. it's cliff burton for crying out loud mm-hmm. so they relocated from the la area to san francisco because cliff he said uh-uh i'm not moving I'm not moving out with those posers in LA with the Sunset Strip and all that crap. I'm staying here in San Francisco. You guys have to move. And they said, "Yes, we're we're gonna come to you, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Don't worry." So, uh, so that's some short info for you right there. There you go. So, and yeah, and, and you we, discovered we, we talked about the whiny little bitch Dave Mustaine before, <laughs> and. <laughs> He was a big part of this record, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's crazy. I, I mean, still, I don't know. <laughs> I have two copies here. Like this is this is pretty fun because shown you this before. It's um, ooh, it's on on a red red slab of vinyl. Wow, what do you what do you know? Now, how does it's that sound? Cool. Because we, we uh, talked about the some of these colored, different yeah. color records and stuff, not necessarily mm-hmm. having the best sound. So no, always. Uh, and and Soren said, well, nowadays uh, it doesn't matter. It's some of the color ones 
he says has even better sound, which I think it's a load of burp. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, uh, I uh, I prefer the black ones. I'm not a, a big fan of color vinyls. I think it's pretty. So you cool, you though. prefer the 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 black album over yeah yeah Metallica Kill 'Em All Red album. <laughs> oh, there you Sorry, go. Sorry, I had to. I had to go oh, there. Yeah. I had to. You had to. Go. Yes, you had to. And I. This is the copy that that I got when when I was a kid. Uh, and it's a it's a gatefold. Looks like oh, this. God. Nice. With. I'm going to, just going to move my microphone so you can see all the pictures. See. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Look it at is. that. Uh-huh. Look at that. Raw. Raw stuff right there. Look at those guys. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. Uh, Music for Nations. Limited edition directly on Metal Monster. Double LP. So it, I think this is runs in 45 RPMs. But mm. it's... It's a it's a cool one. I mean, Metallica. So uh, going back to to you, this is your introduction. So you were you were first with because I, I I discovered them on Ride the Lightning. But so on Ride the Lightning. Okay, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but, I was I was a freshman in high school. I don't know if I've told mm-hmm. the story before, but I was a freshman in high school and I hung out with older kids. Yeah. And one day this one of the, my friends they came up and said, "Hey, handed me that record and said, "We got to go listen to this." So we went down the hall of the high school to the music room that had these big giant ass fucking speakers, right? I mean, they're like <laughs> what you'd see at some venue, right? And yeah. so he pops this in and you know, the beginning of Hit the Lights comes on and it's just like fucking hell, man. <sighs> fucking hell just blasting this thing everybody from like in a hundred feet in every direction because just feel the vibrations off of this thing just cranked up and i'm like this is fucking amazing and i'm like can i borrow this and i took that fucker home and i kept it for a week and i just i've recorded it obviously on a cassette tape but i just listened to this motherfucker over and over and over and (laughs) This was like the heaviest thing I had ever heard before. I mean, I was listening to Scorpions. I mean, this is what, 1984 right now? You know, it was Scorpions. It was Van Halen. It was, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So that just, that, that just sent me into the, the, the more heavy stuff from that point on but yeah it, it this was just an amazing record and it, it's funny that you, you you mentioned this being so floored by by metallicus because that's that that was my f- first uh um interaction w- with metallica uh but with ride lightning i i went to a friend's house and he just bought ride lightning and he said, "You gotta listen to this. It's it. This is a band called Metallica. I've heard the name before, but I didn't associate the the band with uh, a specific song. I, I later remember the first song I heard on radio was Motor Breath. Uh, but but uh, uh, I 
didn't connect the dots. So I'm, I'm sitting there uh, and listening to the intro for Fight Fire with Fire going on. You know that. And all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is going on? And and Total I'm like and you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you. I, I, I listen to, I mean, Kiss, uh, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Uh, ACDC, of course, and White Snake. I, I was heavily into White Snake at the time, and all of a sudden, this band, band comes up onto the scene, and I'm thinking, "What the hell?" I I, I remember a, a friend of mine had a Venom on cassette tape, uh, <laughs> uh, an album called "At War with Satan" with with the crosses up and down, and, and I'm sort of like, "Ooh." That's scary stuff. Ooh, no. Uh, I mean, devil worship. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so I, I didn't pay much attention to Venom. Uh, I thought that was just rude listening to that rude music. And, and but this, these guys could play, and it, and and I remember going out and buying this album. Uh, Ride Lightning, of course, and then the guy at the record store said, uh, "Oh, so you're a, you're a Metallica fan? Yeah. Uh, so you have the first album too? I I bet. No. So they got another album? Yeah. And he brings out Kill 'Em All, and and I'm I'm looking at this and going, whoa." I mean the hammer and the blood and the mm. hand and it's I started as this cover <laughs> I mean a million times thinking that it's 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 not somewhere in time with Maiden where <laughs> you have to go like this with the loop and and magnifying glass yeah, yeah. but but still I was so mesmerized by just by looking at this cover and and now I had two metallic albums I'm, and and I'm sitting there in my room with my headphones, listen to this album. I'm thinking, "Whoa, this is even rawer than, than Ride Lightning." <laughs> what the fuck? Hit the lights, Four Horsemen, Motor Breath, Jump into Fire, Whiplash, Phantom Lord, No More More, Seek and Destroy, and Metal Militia. Oh man, fuck me! You see, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's uh, nuts, I, man. Yeah. I'm you, out of you air. Talked about how, <laughs> you, you, you talked about how raw this was. But yeah. if you go to the, the cassette tape that if you're lucky to find it, the No Life Till Leather yeah. um, um, cassette they're, they're with all the demos. Yeah, de- yeah. Talk about raw. Those demos were so raw, they actually kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but, and but, so it goes to show you what a good producer could do with taking oh, those yeah. songs and something well produced that that was released in Kelamal just yeah. so so awesome yeah and so and, awesome. and and talking about uh, uh, Johnny Sasula who 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 noticed Metallica uh, at the first who was uh, head of label Megaforce i mean for him to be able to to get away from all the noise and, and focus on the songs. There is something going on here. Cause I've heard him talk about mm-hmm. this in interviews. There is something going on here. I mean, they're not the greatest player at that time 
But he heard something and he said, this is something else. I mean, this is going to, this, this is going to be great. And, and all the kids, I mean, I saw, um, uh, you know, they had like Metallica Mondays uh, during COVID when Lars, mm-hmm. he, he introduced. And I saw, uh, um, a show from Chicago in like mid eighties, mid 83 or something like that. And it's so raw and so heavy. And there, um, uh, Lars, uh, told the story that on this particular day, when they played Chicago, uh, James had just turned 20 years old <laughs> and you can see them hungry and, and angry and putting out all this music in, in front of people. And, and the crowd goes nuts every time. And it's, I mean, it's, it's something else. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I just love this album. It's so great. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is, this is where it all started. And then when you look at where they are now, mm-hmm. you know, and you compare, it's like so night and day. And we, we've talked about yeah. this too, but I think you nailed it just a second ago when you said, you know, they were so angry back then mm. in 1983, yeah. you know, they had all yeah. that, that young anger angst kind of thing, almost punk like. Right. Yeah. And now they're sitting pretty. They don't have the anger. They're not angry no. anymore. No. So they do nothing it, else matters. <laughs> but yeah, but it's it's funny because I saw them uh uh a couple of times uh um, of course my first show was 1986 in, in on their Master Puppets tour. But uh I saw like three or four shows on the Black Album tour and they begin to fiddle a bit with with more of the older stuff. It was still from from uh uh, mostly from um, um, and Justice for All, uh, a bit from Ride Lightning, but moving along, some like ten years later, I think it was ten or fifteen, they played in Copenhagen and they rearranged the whole set and played like most of the songs were from Kill 'Em All and Ride Lightning and the Monster Puppets, and as it should be, yeah, but. Hearing those, even though that they're more softer, more mature people today, not that angry, when they went into those songs, you can feel the energy. You can feel them mm-hmm. taking this to heart and do doing it. And every time I, I watch them do, do hit the lights and, and so forth or or Phantom Lord or, or uh, Whiplash or whatever – it's it's real for me it's real uh, i mean say what you will with the stuff from from black album of course i much rather listen to stuff from kill em all ride the lightning and monster puppets of course but for the general public they want to understand make nothing else matter and i get mm. that but if if they would have played songs from this album lukewarm with no interest at all See, mm-hmm. thinking that oh, we need to get through this because we got some metalheads that wants mm-hmm. to hear this, and we don't want to disappoint that one. We don't want to disappoint the girl in the corner waiting for nothing else matters. <laughs> no, that's not the case. Because when, because I remember my wife Jenny, when she went 
with me and saw Metallica for the first time, she thought that they were all the Black Album, Inner Sandman, Nothing Else Matters, Unforgiven, and, and so forth. And she got a rude awakening because that's like, <laughs> I, I think it was, it was like 2008, 2009 or something like that. And the set list, it mm. was, and she didn't mention it at the time, but later on, it, it took a couple of years. We're sitting around talking about Metallica and uh, a friend of mine asked, so you've seen Metallica? Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Oh, what do you think? It was torture. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at it. What do you mean torture? You, you saw. I mean, you wanted to go, yeah, but I was too afraid to to tell you that I thought it was only Enter the Sandman and 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 nothing else matters. <laughs> and so and they played a lot of of stuff from from both Kill 'Em All, Right, and and Puppets, which yeah. I and and the energy is still there. I'm thinking that the, I mean, the three of them, of course, Cliff is dead and, and, and Jason is out. So, but the, the three of them still today and with Robert playing with his fingers, mm-hmm. is that kind of a bass player. He's a phenomenal bass player, I think. Mm-hmm. And you can see them getting into those. It's, they're not leaving this alone. It, it, it's not something that they just write off. We have to play this because the fans, they want to play it because they like it. They get up there on stage and they mm-hmm. play hit lights and they play fucking whiplash and, and they're going at it still today. And I think that's credit to them all the way, even yep. though that the stuff that they put out today is, yeah, well, it's <laughs> some of us are stuck in the 80s. But but still, I, I I am stuck in the good music, the era of oh, good music. Oh, there you go. Right, there you go. So you go. so, come on, so come so on. so, come on. There we go. But it's come on. it's it's always fun to uh, to watch Metallica play today and and watch the live performances because it's I mean it 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 still gets to me. Every time we hear "Seek and Destroy" and or "Mode mm-hmm. Breath" or "Jumping in Fire" or "Whiplash," and they 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 don't do the same set list over and over again, they change it mm-hmm. up, which I think is pretty cool. Um, which Kiss doesn't do very often. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but yeah, it's yeah. so. But it's it's cool. No, Metallica's that they, always put on a good show, man. Oh yeah, you know, oh, I haven't yeah. seen them though. To be fair, I've not seen them since the Justice Tour because, mm-hmm. well, we 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 know why. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, but you're missing but, out. But you know, the, every time that I've seen them, they've just 110. percent Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's it's they're 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 a great band. Now. If you could only listen to one song on repeat mm. from this album, what song would it be? You have to Seek- 24 hours of the same song off this album. Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy. Yeah. You know why? Because when I was like 15 or 16 years old, uh, or maybe I was older. I can't remember. I had to be older, 17. I don't know. Uh, I... I got to play with a guitar player who was really skilled and he knew uh, Seek and Destroy, Jump in the Fire 
and by heart. So he played those songs on guitar. And that was the my first experience with uh, not playing like four chords up and down, trying to jam mm-hmm. and, and write songs. He <laughs> knew these songs. He knew the advanced stuff. And when we played Seek and Destroy, I was a drummer at the time. So we did Seek and Destroy, and I we played that one like a hundred times. And it gets me every time I listen to it. It takes me back to those days when mm. I was a drummer and, and I met this guy. And we were a three-piece band. It was a friend friend of mine who, who played bass, and I was playing drums, and, and this dude was, was singing and, and doing Seek and Destroy. And it's fucking nuts. I still, to this day, when I listen to that song it's so i had to pick that one so and and Great you song. Well, it is so and, and if you when 24 hours on repeat 24 hours on repeat oh okay okay it would so, have to be the four horsemen oh yeah oh that, that man. is my favorite metallica song it's it's just I, I love that song um it's better than mechanics Sorry, Dave. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. know they're essentially the same song <laughs> with different lyrics, but Metallica Choose did it better. Choose your faith and die. <laughs> Choose your faith and die. Yeah. So, can, yeah, you got to love almost, the Forestman. Oh, yeah. You can almost see them playing that song right there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. great. Forestman's gone in there. And I'll see that right. See that right. Yeah. It's just. It just, I don't know, man. I, I've always, from the, the second I heard that song, uh, that was mm-hmm. just like, okay. And, yeah. and I think I did, when I talked about, you know, when I brought this record home from my friend, I think that was one of the songs that I kept, like, moving it, picking up the needle. Yeah. Being very careful not to scratch the record because it's not mine. And, you know, <laughs> trying to yeah. just to And what a great friend. Who- it was hard back in the old days to re- put stuff yeah. on repeat. It's not like it is today. But, but what I was thinking, what a great friend who let you land his album for a whole week. He didn't I have mean, a choice because I-, I didn't want to <laughs> give it up. <laughs> He's like, you got my record? I'm like, yeah, I got it at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, boring. No. St- <laughs> Oh, I was ahead. borrowing stuff from from friends which had older brothers and they were sort of like outside the door waiting. So what yeah. are you doing with my album? Have you recorded it on cassette tape yet? I need it back. And it's like, only a 40-minute yeah. record and you've been yeah. in there for 43 minutes. Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. But once you had it on, on cassette tape, it, it was like, man, I played yeah, it and... It's... and Oh yeah. Just the good it's old nuts. days, man. You know? It, oh yeah. We, we don't we don't so much do that anymore. And I don't know if kids today do that because they've got the streaming stuff. So you get yeah. you can listen to whatever you want at any given point. And again, like I was saying, you could put that shit on repeat and Oh yeah. Just and, listen and it, it, to it. Yeah, but it, and it's pretty cool because I, I listened to uh um uh, a show on uh, Swedish uh, national radio where they talk about vinyl collecting being a huge part of, of people's life nowadays. And, and the kids going, oh, I think that's cool. But some of them, they just put it up on the wall and they still continue listening to it on Spotify. But they talk to 
a lot of record collectors and and people that have done some research about what is it with people collecting albums and people like me so what's the appeal and it's it's the physical format it's grabbing it grabbing it and feeling it and and pulling it out and it's big and and you can hold it in your hands and and you put it on your turntable. That's what she said. And, oh, there you go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but but it, it's 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 collecting. It's feeling. It it's for me. It's this format here mm-hmm. with, with with the the black vinyl like this and holding it in my hands. And even I'm so nerdy. At, I think it's good to. Mm-hmm. To smell it and and get the feel for it. It's, it's real. I own it. I bought it with my own money. It's it's. I I met other people that on maybe on a record fair or a flea market that they come and say, oh so you found this one and I found this one and then you're you're standing there in in the middle in the middle of a, a record fair and and swapping out stories about which stuff that you found in your. To, to to me be able to reduce your collection and 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 buy some other stuff and and get this one here and and you try to to uh pick stuff out that you don't want anymore and you're reducing s- stuff like that and you're oh I tried to do do this I I, I but it didn't work I, I now I got like a Hundred plus albums with the 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 mark I had is supposed to be fifteen hundred albums max because I couldn't fit anymore. I had to reduce stuff and and now I'm like two hundred over that. Yeah, I know the mm. feeling, man. Fuck, it's it's crazy. I had a, I had to to hide stuff in the closet for my wife or whatever. But it's the <laughs> same stories. You got the same stories. You want to feel it. You want to pick it up like this and 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 it gives you an experience that goes beyond the music right oh yeah in addition to the music because you can listen to something on on apple music or whatever and and you'll get that music you'll you'll get it but like you were just saying it's 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 just the stories it's 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 almost the culture oh it is it is that that you know it doesn't matter what you know where you live but that that culture still there doesn't matter yeah. what your background is. You still have that culture that transcends anything. Yeah, and and, and it, it w- there, there is something different about putting something streaming a song. Yeah, versus getting out a record, right? Oh yeah, and 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 playing that. Before COVID, we were at a a friend's house, and they have one of those old school. Um, looks like it's a piece of giant piece of furniture, right? It looks oh, like yeah. a little mini desk mm. almost. It's like this, you know, with the speakers on each side and yeah. And, uh, we decided to break out a, a few vinyls after a few drinks. And so we whipped out a iron butterfly, um, yeah. and it got a yeah. DeVita and just put <laughs> that on. And it was just like, it was something about listening to that on an old stereo on vinyl that yeah. you you it it's just it's different. I oh, yeah. I can't really explain it. It's just it's a whole different experience. Even though yeah. for the most part it's just your ears. 
but I don't know. It's it's different. It, it's it's. Yeah. <clears throat> but but there is there, it's a we talked about this before. It's a ritual. If you know when it, you you had a few mm-hmm. drinks, you you had a meal, you're sitting down. This is your friends, and 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 the guy says, "Hey, want to listen to some records?" Because that's a thing. Then you're moving right. into some, something completely different. Because maybe, just maybe, I I, I don't know what what happened at at that dinner, but maybe the the the, the quality of of the conversation went down a bit because you're all full from from the dinner and so <laughs> forth and this is moving into something completely different because he thinks well phil is a metalhead i know he listened to music so hey how about listen to some records and and your mind goes hell yes and we can have a drinks in front of the turntable and you're thinking i've died and gone to heaven Cause, yeah. cause this is it. Nice. You're holding this album in your hands. It, I mean, you have to pick it up. You have to use two hands. It's a piece of art. It's yeah. everything that that you want it to be. But listen to that show on on on, on the radio the other day. It's people collect mushrooms. People collect stamps. We collect vinyl records. Yeah, it's only a bit more expensive. But still, <laughs> it's it's a thing. You own it. You you longed for it. You're you're trying to think how the hell I'm going to fit all my albums. Do I have to downsize anything? Could it, could my collection be any bigger? When is it time to? When do you have enough albums? Uh, Never. There no. There's a whole community <laughs> that stands up for you. Said no. As long as you're happy, as long as you are happy buying stuff, I don't. I don't do drugs. I've never had. Uh, I've, of course, I have a, a glass every now and then, but I put all my good earned money into to vinyl records. I buy stuff because I want it. I want to feel it. It's and I want to look at the pictures with my own eyes. You see, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need glasses today, but still, I can see by from from afar. I can look at the picture and I know who they are. I can't look at the picture in my fucking phone over Spotify and and watch this album come to life holding my phone. It's something I do when I ride the bus or or I want to relax. Of course, I use streaming services because i'm on there myself but it's i have to go buy this i have to i have to own a physical copy of an an album and i'm so fucking nerdy so every time i i hear a band that i like i want to buy all the stuff and there is people (laughs) that i know that are in bands and and i'm having a hard time containing myself because i only want to talk about how great this album is how how great of, of of a piece of art they did just released, and I don't want to put them off. I, I I'm s- sort of like the 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 creepy guy in, in the corner. I got all the albums. I recorded this. I got it on <laughs> multiple copies, and it's I fucking love it. Yep. I got your T-shirt. I got your pen. I I, I got I got everything, man. I tried to contain mm-hmm. myself, but I'm such a fanboy. I mean. There's a band that we had on here a 
million times, it seems like, because they're great guys. Lion Thief Bandit. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of that band. And I know Mike, the singer, is a friend of mine, but still, I'm a, I'm just a fanboy. At at the end of the day, I'm a fanboy. I I they released their latest album in in uh, red collar vinyl and blue collar vinyl, and now they're releasing the black one. So I have to get that one too. He just yeah. told me. So are you sure you want this? Yes. Okay. I put it is on, on. So next time we meet, you get this. Yes, I want it. Fuck. We got a new T-shirt. I wanted that too. I want to show the world that this is a great band. And said, so do you think I'm crazy? No, you're um, enthusiastic. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. You but see. you know, that's the culture, right? I mean. It is. The, the, the big news over the last few weeks has been the, uh, the Apple iPod is, is no more, right? They discontinued okay. the iPod. And mm-hmm. I was listening to these guys talking about this and they're saying how, Apple with the iPod and iTunes, they were able to get bands to go just put the song out, not an album, but put a song out. Mm. And, you know, you could argue, well, that kind of killed music in a way. I, I don't think it did, but I do think it changed the way people experience music. They, they, they stopped listening to an album start to finish right? Mm. It was about the single. You heard the single Mm. and you went and got the single for 99 cents. Very few people were buying the entire record. Mm. And I think that, that speaks to our generation that we grew up with records. We grew up with albums. There was no such thing. I mean, yeah, you could get 45s, but even then you got a song on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, singles weren't that big of a thing when we were you growing know? up, you know, you heard it on the radio and you went and bought the record, you know, and mm. you got all eight, 10, 12 songs, whatever was on it. Yeah. And you banged your head and you had a good time and that's what it was these days. It's, it's not really that way. I no. still listen to stuff that way, but yeah, me too. You know, I, I like listening to records start to finish that said, I also love putting playlists together of different stuff, different music oh, yeah. and, and going yeah, through, too. right. And, yeah. and having, taking that experience to a level that we couldn't do before, except for compilation records. Mm, yeah. You know, from like KTEL, you guys have KTEL over there? No. No, I we know what it is. We used to have these but... commercials, you know, and where you'd have to, it was like all the different kinds of songs, you know. And yeah. It was all shit like Journey and Foreigner and all that kind of <laughs> crap. Yeah. But but it, it's it's funny that you mentioned it because, because I, I mean, I mean a couple of bands that releases only single songs and, and, and so forth. But it's mostly has to do with that, that we want to to put something out there because we want to get people to listen to it so so they can show up to see what just play live but every now and then when i discover a new act i listen to it on spotify or or whatever and immediately when when i'm i put that on my playlist and i i put my headphones on i ride a bus to work or i'm i'm out for a walk and i listen to that that album more than than two times 
if I think it's that good, uh, then I go out and buy the album. And then mm-hmm. I want to know everything about that artist. I want to know about the past records. I want to know if they got some merch or, or whatever. So I'm using uh, Spotify in this instance to, to get uh, a feel for the artist. Is this worth my time nowadays? Because there is so much music out there. It's not and so when much bad music. Yeah, and and it, it it's not like when you were not you and I growing up that that we knew that most of the bands that released albums were like in fact very good, and you can listen to it on the radio, you can listen to it at your friend's brother's mother's house or whatever, because <laughs> they get, got the album, and then you you had your ways to get to to a house or to a friend or whatever to, so you could listen to that and you had to ride around to find yeah. out oh Mac, my god Metallica just released their new yeah. album who has got it because I haven't got yeah. the money so you have to go to from house to house just to, to get a snippet of what was going on and then you went out as soon as you got your your, your money uh, weekly allowance you you put it all into to records and yeah. nowadays, I can just pop up my my like some, my my headphones and and listen to to it right there, and then and then go out and buy the album. So it's I'm much older now; I can't afford to ride my bike to different houses anymore. <laughs> but still, it's uh. owning a piece of art, owning a piece of physical stuff. That's that's the way to go. That's, that's what it's all about. If you and if you don't have this one. You should go and get it. I'm holding it up because we are on on video nowadays. So this is Metallica. Kill them all. Go out and Kill buy them. this freaking album right now. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There we go. All right. And speaking that of yeah. new music, new, oh. we've got new music. Speaking of new music and listening and buying and discovering and having a fucking good time. We've got a very special treat for you today. We have got brand new music from the band Dead Anarchy. Oh. Now, Mike, have you ever heard of Dead Anarchy? Hmm. You ever heard of these guys? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because (laughs) Phil and I talked about this a million times, and, and now we get to do this together, which I think is pretty freaking awesome and so um i'm putting you on the spot here with shot glass records but but it's i'm i'm ta- gonna talk about dead Arinke a, a bit uh during covid uh, i'm in a band called grand reserva and uh, we rehearse at, at a place with a couple of friends uh, it's uh we got uh, multiple rooms and we got a lounge and so forth so it's um uh, it's a daycare for the adults, if, if you will. But it's we're, we're, we're there and uh, creating music. We got two different studios and we're recording all the time and rehearsing. So, uh, and with the respect to people in in those bands, some of us had a bit of a scare with when COVID hit, of course. So people didn't want to go down to the rehearsal space or the studio. And some of us had to work still, 
So we met up and s- said, and this is friends from from some other bands that are down there. We're a bunch of friends. We're I think we're ten to twelve people all together. And I said, hey, wouldn't it be fun to to just play a, a couple of cover songs when we're all here together, just to jam, to do a rehearsal, because uh, everybody was just sitting with the guitars and in front of the uh, the studio board and 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 trying to record stuff with digital drums and so forth. So wouldn't it be cool to take one of the rehearsal space and just jam on a couple of cover songs? So we did. It's, it's two guys from a, a band called Team Anarchy and me and, and Ty's from, from Grand Reserve, the guitar player. Uh, so the four of us got together and, and jammed on, on some Ramones tunes, Sex Pistols, uh, uh, The Misfits and, and Dead Boys and so forth. And all of a sudden, the guy from Michael from Team Anarchy said, well, I got some songs that I've written, should we look at those? And I said, sure, let's go. Because I I can't write lyrics at all, he said. So you have to do that part. And I said, I'm down. So we started this out as a project and it it became a band. And we decided to to split it up and, and Said we we don't want it to call it the Grand Grand Reserva, and we don't want to call it so. So how about we do something different and and just because it's sort of sort of like punk and roll. It's a bit of punk music. It's a bit of rock and roll. It's a bit of everything that that summons up the stuff that we listen to. So we did, and we decided to call it Dead Araki. And this is our first original song that we ever did together. We started out with a cover by the Misfits called Attitude. And this is the original sin. Here we go.
fucking hell. You see? Such an awesome song. Such it an is. awesome song. I mean, you, you can't you can't not rock out to that song. <laughs> you just I mean, you have to. I mean, if yeah. you don't, if you just sat there and just like, okay, there's something wrong. There's something wrong because yeah. that song's all full of kick ass. Yeah. And to to be able to to hear you say that and then you decided that you're going to to start that regular label that you talked about so many times before, so many years, and all of a sudden you decided that that anarchy should be like the first release from your your mm-hmm. record company and and you and I are friends and this is like it's like you're you're in the band <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy yeah it's it's crazy but it's yeah uh, I, w- I was it's... born without any musical talent so but I've always been a huge huge music fan even when yeah. I was a little kid six seven years old whatever playing matchbox cars in my room i'd have the radio on and listen to the old you know what's now called classic rock although these days guns and roses is considered classic rock but <laughs> um but yeah and and to um meet guys that play music and and talk to them and you and i have become friends since way back when when we had fibble and and we we had you i had you on my lighthouse rock show back in that back in the day and you know to to be able to release music on on our own label right to to have a label we've got booze hound music which does all kinds of licensing and then we've got shot glass records which is is part of that and it's just a tiny little label it's nothing huge it's nothing big but yeah this uh on friday the 13th we released the original sin by the anarchy and it was so It was such an honor to to do that, and it was just oh yeah, I could go on and on, but I won't. Yeah, but it's 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 for me. It's it's such a thrill to do that. For me, it's probably the same kind of thrill that you get playing the music. Oh yeah, I I get to to help bring that to the masses, yeah, and all that, and then playing it on the show tonight. You know, hopefully everybody loved that song because it's a it's a great song. It's Thank a great you. band, and the song "Attitude," the the Misfits cover was fucking. I knew when I heard that that the original stuff was going to be even better. <laughs> so, and and you guys didn't didn't disappoint at all. So, cool. I'm just happy we could do this collaboration together. I mean, it's it's yeah. uh, it means the world to me, and it uh, have you in in our corner. It's 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 great. And uh, yeah, hopefully more music from Dan Anarchy in, in the future. So, but there you go. Oh, you can check definitely. us out on on Facebook, Dan Anarchy Sweden with S W E, and you can check us out on on Instagram and and get the lowdown on what's going on with us and all the streaming the platforms. Go listen. Oh yeah, the, all the streaming. We'll have platforms. links. We'll have links in the description. Yes. And everything. So, all right. As always. Cool. All right, and with that, I guess it's time to say goodbye. It is. Time to say goodbye. So with that, go spend some records, have some fun, and we'll see you guys next week. Until then, later. Later. This has been the Sounds on Vinyl Show with Mike Spenson and Phil Boyer. Produced by Boozehound Entertainment in cooperation with Boozehound Music. 
Intro and outro music by Dead Anarchy, courtesy of Shop Class Records. For exclusive playlists, videos, and other extras, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Thanks for listening, and for all your motherfucking support.